the championship season is over and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. Pete Shaw. It is Monday, the uh, 12th of September. I'm Pete Donaldson and uh, I'm joined by Luke Moore. It's, it's, it's as simple as that, really. Um, mm. We sit here for half an hour every Monday, every Thursday, and we do the Luke and Pete Shaw. And it's just about it's about Luke's life, it's about my life, it's about your lives, listeners. Um, so if you want to get to the show, life. hello at LukePeteShaw.com oh, is life. the way to do it. Do not crash the email, you C word. Oh, I'm life. trying to do my best with the admin. Oh, life. Do the email address again because I did sing. Desiree over it. Hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com. Uh, I also want to say it. at the top of the show rather than at the end of the mm. show, because I've got the Pete, I think our listeners yes. to this show won't be as bad as some out there, but I think right. as soon as you start making those Eggs. movements towards wrapping up the show, people, mm. you know what people are like, the bastards, they'll be like, right, what's next? They'll turn it off. Yep. So they're, they're, getting getting their get their bags, they're getting their bags on their shoulders, yeah. they're, they're walking out. Like, don't go, don't go. Don't yeah. go until we are dismissed, we'll shout. Yeah, that bell's for me, anyway. not for you, um, <laughs> as the teacher would say. So I want to say yeah. at the top of the show today, right. um, if you have enjoyed the show, we've had some lovely emails recently, um, actually, mm. um, and it's been really nice to hear. I want to try and yeah. find one specifically. It's from Tom, actually. Hope he doesn't mind me reading his name out, Tom. Uh, okay. I'll just use his first name in case he does. But he just emailed in saying, look, I've got nothing to contribute to the show, but I really enjoy listening to it, and thank you very much for making it for us. And... Uh, that kind of stuff's lovely. Get fucked, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Get fucked, you fucking simp. You look at Pete Shaw's simp. You Get over boy. yourself. Um, uh, but um, I would like to say that if you do want to appreciate the show, we always love hearing from you in whatever capacity, but if you do really want to show us some real appreciation, it's a five-star review wherever you get your pods. So please do that um, mm. because it's not only an endorsement for us but it's a ringing endorsement for producer Rory and uh, our other colleagues as well all of whom work really hard and don't get the credit they don't get to swan around in leather waistcoats or no. um, get get all the plaudits so we should try and appreciate them as well if we can this- if we can the thing about this leather waistcoat, which I'm still wearing, um, because we haven't just recorded two shows together, honest, uh, Governor, um, are they? Um, this was on from eBay, so this has been taken from someone's body, uh, not not like they're dead. Uh, hopefully not. We don't know. Mind that. you, leather waistcoat, sixties. Um, <laughs> they, they um, yeah, like this was on somebody. This was worn unironically by somebody. I'm wearing it ironically until I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, who is it who said that we are who we are, we become what we pretend to be, right? Yes, okay. I think it might be. I'm gonna gonna hazard a guess that it's probably a Kurt Vonnegut or a Mark Twain. We are what we (laughs) we become what we pretend to be, right? Yeah. You've pretended to be an arse for a while now. 
Yeah. Ironically, I have become an ass. It, as has the has the line been has the line been blurred at all? Been blurred. The ass line. The yeah. ass crack. Yeah. Has the ass crack been blurred between ass and and non ass? Yeah. No. I I, I completely uh, I completely agree. I have become an ass because I have played an ass so many times and so often. No, I don't think you are an ass. I think you're a lovely pair oh. of nuts. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, um, mate. So on Thursday, oh. we talked about the idea that today, on Monday, happy Monday, everyone, by the way. Happy Lovely Monday, to have you with us. Uh, another, start of another great week, we, we hope. Um, yeah, baby. Um, you talked about the fact that you went to Wales, to Cardiff, to watch Clash at the Castle, a WWE event. Yes. Uh, with Mark Haynes, your pal from, um, from, from WrestleMania. I think, you know, f- f- for the avoidance of any doubt, if you wanted to hear a proper deep dive on that event and on wrestling generally, Peter Mark's uh, show WrestleMe uh, is over, over there and, and, and available to listen if you want to part with a little bit of cash. Is that right, Peter? That's correct. Yeah, Mark's very good. We are, um, uh, by the time you've heard this, we've just done a live show in King's Place and we had a bloody lovely time, no doubt. We're currently sort of uh, dealing with the launch of the Attitude Era, which is actually quite interesting because. Um, we watched a documentary about um, Woodstock '99 or whatever it was, yeah. uh, quite recently, and, and and similar sort of vibe, similar sort of time, similar sort of uh, men shouting "fucking yeah, fucking up yours, yeah. middle finger, yeah. all that shit." So it's quite interesting yeah. to see how weird uh, the male ego was. So head over the, there for the that. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, but Peter, you did say that you want to talk a little bit about it on this show as well. Now, without duplicating some of the excellent content over there. Mm. What, so you haven't talked about Clash of the Castle and Wrestle Me at the Castle of Wrestle Me yet, but you can talk about it here now. Done a little bit. Done a little review in the hotel room. Uh, oh, good. With, okay. with two, two men with because I watched a bit of it on TV. I, I knew you'd want to. I knew you'd want to talk about it. I thought people right, don't want okay. to talk about this. It's the first wrestling event in the UK for, since like 1992 or whatever. Um, mm. It's free to watch if you've got a BT Squat subscription, which I had, uh. and the Wi-Fi I've access to was away for the weekend. So could the stars have aligned any better? Well what, well, what was your highlights then? Because you're not a man who watches a lot of wrestling. What was your favourite bits? Well, I'm not a man who watches any wrestling, in fact. <laughs> my, my highlights were... So, so the, my, my experience and memory of watching WWF, as it was then, was mm. mostly on VHS videotape. Yeah. Uh, recorded off the telly or bought for, for us for Christmas or birthdays or whatever. WrestleMania 7, you know, I think 7 was... I think Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter... Um, mm. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. One thing I massively wasn't prepared for watching it uh, last weekend, whenever it was, was the HD coverage is so almost, I want to say, intimate that it's quite unsettling. What do you mean? You can see um, back acne. So you can <laughs> really juices. hear the slaps. They slap each other. Yeah. You can really yeah. hear them smashing into the canvas uh, mm. You can really see like how much they're sweating, uh, <laughs> how tight their pants are. Yeah, right? the blokes yeah. will just wear little tiny pairs of pants, obviously. <laughs> and and so I watched the 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 the, the, um, the fights I watched or the bouts, whatever they call them in, in parlance, were Sheamus versus Gunther. Yep. And after that, there was a blonde lady who won some kind of belt whose name I can't remember. Yeah, Li- that, I want to say Liv Masters or something. Is that Liv, her name? Liv Morgan. Liv, Liv Morgan. Morgan. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, Liv they're Strong. the ones I watched. 
Yeah. So 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 you saw Walter. Sorry, you saw Gunter, who yeah. was called Walter right. forever, um, and then and then he, he goes up a division a little bit, and 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 now he's called Gunter. Uh, nobody knows why. I, I, they they just have a real penchant for just changing everyone's names until they own every part of their kind of IP effectively. Right. Uh, but Gunter has um, has a real love of doing big slaps big fucking yeah there were a lot of slapping slaps. going more slapping yeah. than I thought there would be yeah he's not he's known for being having big hands and there's a famous picture of him do if you type in like Walter slap wrestling uh, you'll just see a, a man hitting another man's chest so hard that it ripples uh, in the most disgusting way you've ever seen in your life but it's just he just knows how to absolutely slam his hands on a man's chest until there's a disgusting ripple kind of effect on it well that's a great claim to fame not one I expected to hear about today <laughs> um, but that's why Seamus's chest was all fucked up but, but one so, of, like, so, so one yeah. of the things I found quite interesting was the fact that so Seamus who I did know who's been around for a long time yeah, uh, he must have been around for like twenty years. I vaguely remember his kind of because I think he's Irish, isn't he? And like, and and so, um, not the traditional kind of all American kind of wrestler type. And mm. one thing I, I I wasn't really prepared for either was how much the front rows of the crowd were into it. They were like so yeah. into it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It. I think with, especially at that sort of rate. If you're to be fair, if you're paying. There are people who were in the because obviously the, the, so it was at the Millennium Stadium in, in, in Cardiff, whatever the fuck they call it now, um, and uh, we were at the very back. We couldn't have been any further back. We Sixty quid tickets each, uh, yeah. and we had an atrocious view of. of Did you get people like, recognising you as being the Wrestle Me Boys? A couple of times, yeah, a few times, yeah. It makes us and hello, anyone, WrestleManiacs, hello, uh, Pat Patrons etc. Uh, who came up and said hello. Um, but we were right at the back, so we, so we can see fuck all. But so the screens were very useful to us. But then there's like that midpoint where, if you're at the football, you would be at the front of the crowd. You know what I mean? Because you've got yeah. the floor people, and then you behind them, you've got the people who if would be behind the advertising holdings at a football match. Yeah, I know so, like, you'd be there. And and they were paying something like two hundred quid for mm-hmm. tickets still, and yet they couldn't see anything either. They were miles away from everything, so it's such a big money spinner. And they they call capacity at like sixty thousand, sixty three thousand. Um, the WWE have um, it's it's not libelous to say they frequently do bullshitty things on the on the attendance they 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 count people they count people who work in the uh in the in in the in the the, like selling beer they count people like staff they count people who rig the joint and stuff as people who watch the show how many people are they claiming with them so they said it was 62 bless you oh lordy bless you again oh lordy well someone think of the common man um, yeah, he uh, yeah. They, they, so, so it was probably a lot less than that. And to be honest, half of the or a third, good third of the stadium was out of bounds because they didn't they didn't put um, seats there. So because it's behind the camera, so you, there's not right, so, people there. Because uh, you can see I, I, so those listening who listen to the football ramble as well will know of the legend that is Big Pav. Mm. Um, and he took his wife and his three kids to that event, and he Punchy. told me it cost eighteen hundred quid. I mean, good fucking lord! How how do you even how do you even square that away? That's amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's got loads of money, but he, I mean, he was still moaning about it. <laughs> well, actually, that's not even I mean, to do with, big... that's not even transport and hotels and everything. 
No, and the, and the hotel we got lucky because uh, I met Gav. Um, he bought tickets because he's he's a seasoned uh, Welshman who knows what Cardiff's like on a night like that. And he bought tickets to he bought um, a hotel room. He rented a hotel room. What did you do? Didn't fucking get a hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> got a hotel room for the night. Uh, everywhere else was like five hundred quid minimum. Five hundred fucking notes, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, for like an ibis or something." Five hundred notes. They were all uh, at least uh, three hundred quid. Like uh, and. And a normal hotel room, and that was just hostels. Did, did you make um, some beautiful memories? We did make some beautiful memories. We had a good time. I drank half a bottle of Gaviscon. Never done that before. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. I was like, "Why did you I, do that?" Well, the night before, I went out for a, a drink with my mate Al, who's for some reason in South End, and we went for a drink. And I had uh, one of those, you know, those, you know, those, like uh, in an IPA place that you have like sours and stuff. And I was like, "Let me yeah. let's try one of these sour things." And I had a couple of sours. I was like, oh, they're not too bad, actually. They're like, a, they, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty interesting. And I like something, I like the tart, uh, tartar end of stuff. Uh, and then the next night I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have one of them. Actually, I'll, I'll have a couple of sours before we go in and I'll have a, I'll have a cider. And I was feeling full of the joys of spring. And then, oh, body doesn't like it. Uh, and so as soon as we left uh, the, the, the wrestling, I had to go and drink a, an entire half bottle of uh, Gaviscon uh, and just uh, just an amazing amount of Gaviscon. I'm not sure before. you should be doing that. Can you overdose on it? I don't know because like Americans drink like Pepto Bismol, don't they? They just fucking slam it down. They they, they can drink, you can drink a whole bottle of Pepto Bismol. I mean, you'd be shitting through the Ivan needle. But I don't you, know if you, you should you be saying that on a podcast. <laughs> you <laughs> can drink a whole bottle of Pepto Bismol. I saw Gordon Ramsay on Hot Ones. You know when you eat the hot wings and you yeah, you, that's you, a really good episode of Hot stuff. Ones. That one. Yeah, and he's just constantly burping and slamming Pepto Bismol. So, like, he must, he must know he's what he's talking about. He's, he's a big man. He know, he's a big man on campus. He's got a size yes, fourteen. Uh, in summary, feet, in summary, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, got to tick off a few people uh, like Bailey and Asuka, who I'd never seen wrestle. Uh, and then it got to the end, and the hometown kind of hero, uh, even though it wasn't really his hometown, uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, I'm yeah. Scottish, and he uh, and he and he uh, basically he's been wanting this pay per view to happen in the United Kingdom for years. Like you know, that was kind of his mission, and he's been you know plugging away. At it, so come on, let's let's do a pay per view, and it's the first one since um, SummerSlam '92 or '93 or whatever it was, and so like it's not happened for a very long time, and he gets it, and he loses uh, against. Uh, Sorry, yeah, he, 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 he does a good fight against Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns uh, defeats him thanks to help by, um, uh, what's his name, the, the boxer, the big boxer. Tyson the big, Fury. Uh, Tyson Fury. So Tyson Fury helps him, shakes his hand in the ring, uh, Roman Reigns leaves with the, the belt and waves at everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, acknowledge me. Daddy eats first. All that stuff. All that bollocks. I'm the biggest dog in the yard. Bollocks. Um, and he leaves. And then uh, and then Drew McIntyre kind of sort of has a little sing-song with, with Tyson Fury. Yes, that's like Tyson Fury's thing. I know, but wh- why is... Uh, Tyson Fury's just helped... His op, op, uh, you know, his opposition yeah. win the belt. And wrestling's then, not real, so though, the, is it? It's a theatre, isn't it? It is theatre, but even for wrestling, and I am pretty across it at the moment. The old wrestling—that's a bit mad. That was what a does bit Big of a Vince mad think decision. About all this? 
I don't know. He's probably he's probably just keeping his head down. I imagine. Yeah. I would I would be if I was him. But all in all, it was a fun show. Saw a lot of slaps. Um, everyone was very excited to see Edge. But and and we were right at the back. We got uh, uh, Mark was uh, talking, uh, and uh, a lady in front told him to be quiet. <laughs> 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 Be quiet, and but and and the most. She, she the sounds like thing, a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> the best thing, the, the best thing uh, was that I think at the time Mark was saying how much he thinks he should be a wrestler, which is oh funny. my goodness me, which is funny. It's funny. Let's have a break, Peter. <laughs> when we come back, we'll, we'll reward right. um, our listeners who don't give a shit about wrestling um, for sticking with us by not yeah. talking about wrestling in the second half. How about that? Okay, if anything, should be rewarded. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. We're back, and uh, it's the Luke and Pete show. Luke, did you see that uh, clip from this morning with um, Phil and uh, what's up? What's our chops? Holly, um, that spin. Uh, they're doing spin to win. Yeah, Holly, they're doing sad, spin to win to win to win the uh, to win the energy bill. It made me feel really, really sad. Tell people um, <laughs> what it was. So it was basically they were doing a bit of a wheel of fortune, and I think they had callers on. And the callers get the opportunity to spin to win, and you can either win one grand, three grand, or which is probably more uh, these days. Yeah, energy bills, and uh, it's just a bit depressing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy who was playing on the phone, 
like, I mean, by his own admission said, oh, he's, you know, he's on the bones of his ass, and right. he was really hoping for the energy bill prize. And then f- that, that, that's what he did get on the Wheel of Fortune on um, the UK's yeah. premier uh, daytime TV program. And um, so he was delighted that he got... His, I think they, they said they'll pay the energy bills for four months for him. And that is now a prize on a daytime TV show in the UK. It's it's a bit... Uh, I, you know, you see like videos like North Korea and you go, wow, that is disgraceful. What kind of video? Well, just like, well, literally a TV show giving away fucking energy bills or giving you a, I don't know, just giving you like a new wall for your house or something. Just I'm something cl- really I'm pleased, I'm pleased they made it clear on this morning because it just said energy bill. I'm, I'm pleased they made it clear they weren't just going to hand you another bill. <laughs> Congratulations, you won an energy bill. You I don't think I want bill. that. Ah, nuts. Never mind. I but don't yeah, even have just... gas in my house. You do now. <laughs> yeah, it's, Absolutely it's atrocious. All, of, all very... Um, it's yeah. all very kind of depressing. I think also um, it's, it's so so odd because um, you know we were having a moan up about um, water and the and the water companies that kind of stuff the other week. I was down at my parents last weekend, right. and um, loads of water drew, down there. Say again, loads of water down there. I know, and not, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. Drink. I'm going to come on to that in a minute. So <laughs> anyway, I'm driving down there, and there's a massive load of. Um, Traffic and the reason is uh, surprisingly yet another fucking water main has burst, uh, and there's just water right. pissing out everywhere. No one there fixing it, and uh, and it made me um, it it made me um, double down on my act of civil disobedience, i.e., using the garden hose still whenever I want, uh, because if they're not going to sort their act out, then fuck them. But on the um, this might be a particularly stupid question, so I mean, feel free to laugh at me both you Pete and anyone listening but two thirds of the world is covered by water right like I don't I don't understand why there's not been huge amounts of like progress in the idea of desalination and stuff like that because mm. clearly that could be an answer to this what do you mean as in you just think pump pump a lot of water out of the uh, yeah but it just takes a lot of energy doesn't it wouldn't it take less energy to purify the water we should already have in the reservoirs well I, 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 well, I know that there is a, there are desalination plants in the UK Mm. Um, but what I'm talking about is more the technology of it that why it isn't kind of a lot more effective or why we don't use it an awful lot more than we do if you know what I mean because like there's a desalination plant run by Thames Water in London right but it only started construction in 2008 Um, oh right okay and it can can only produce I think 140 million litres of water a day or so which sounds like a lot but I guess in the grand scheme of things perhaps isn't and I wondered why it's taken so long for this stuff to happen particularly when you talk about like places that are genuinely in drought and all the rest of it proper droughts that are affecting the economies and all the rest of it it Mm. just seems to me like a little bit remiss of us as a species and look I'll be totally honest with you I've done nothing towards this right <laughs> so it, I'm, I'm as much to blame as anyone else but it just seems crazy to me that like the whole world is covered by so much water that it can't mm. be that hard to desalinate or and you know what this the, you know what things are like the more technology progresses the more it's invested in the better it gets the more efficient it gets etc etc but it just doesn't really seem to have happened no one really talks about it that much no well maybe it's just it's just not um it's not workable. I don't know. I mean, is the water too far away from us? I don't know. I, I, like, I, I mean, well, I not guess... not really. We're an island, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but wouldn't they sort of go, 
So, so basically, the water companies have—they're losing all the all the water from their shitty pipes that they've not bothered um, uh, to, to to pay for the infrastructure, infrastructure for. So, instead of paying that money and you know slicing the bonuses, what we can do is uh, get some uh, tax breaks from the government to build new facilities and get loans from the bank to build new facilities. Uh, that's all sexy in that, and then we can cream a little bit of money off the top, yeah. Well, it sounds like it might be a bit like that, but the sea, level, <laughs> sea levels are rising. That's a problem. Yeah. Take the excess right. sea levels and desalinate right. them and use them for water. Like Edwina Curry on the on the breakfast television. That was amazing with, as well. With what Martin the fuck Lewis is she doing? With, with, the fo- with the foil. Let's just evolve to drink salty water. <laughs> Do you know what the thing about Edwina Curry and those listening from outside the UK, you will be blissfully unaware of the existence of Edwina Curry. She's like an ex-conservative member of parliament in the UK. And this yeah. is the thing I've got beef with, right? I can I can probably just about stretch myself to understanding the logic that if you are currently a serving MP and you know and yeah. you are awful, fine, right? You're awful. Mm. You sometimes have to go out there and do your job, right? So you have to just Stand in a bucket of shit on behalf of what you consider to be the greater good and talk about shit on TV that makes you embarrassed, embarrassed right? No, I wouldn't do yeah. it, and I'm sure you wouldn't, Peter, and many of our listeners wouldn't, but people do do that, and I understand why they do it, even though I wouldn't do it. Edwina Courage made her, though, right? She's She mm. is older. She doesn't need this. She doesn't need to be doing it. She's not an MP anymore. She hasn't been for a no. long time. She's made her dough. Why is she going on this TV show and talking about poor people, in her words, you know, quote-unquote poor people just need to learn how to live without central heating and learn how to put foil behind their... Radio. You don't need to be doing this. Just say no. no. You, <laughs> you're making an absolute cunt of yourself. But where does that... How does that kind of... How do you get from the point of view of the TV show, the on the ITV? Like, what... How does it... How do they get hold of it? Why do they ask Edwina Curry? Why are they ask? Where's the agents? Is it an agent? Do they just go to the agency and go, have you got anyone who's got any kind of air of authority, a recognisable face, come on the telly and say something fucking batshit? Yeah, so, got, is so, that kind of the way, so the if way it's to replicate, do it? if it's replicable, like when I was on talk radio, like talk sport, mm. yeah. you need a production meeting, you would have these issues that you were going to cover on the show, and you'd say, right, who knows someone to come on and talk about this? Yeah, okay. and so and one of the right. producers will say, "Oh, um, I'll call Edwina. She she might do it." And they'll call her and say, "Do you want to do it? I need you on at five past or whatever. Can you come on?" Yeah, um, and that happens all the time now, particularly in post COVID, because people don't come in, so they have to organise it. So that's what we would do. We'd say, "Look, um, I would say like, oh, yeah, there's been an announcement. I said the Champions League draws coming up or whatever. Yeah, uh, we need to cover it today. Can anyone find someone? And I would call Andy Brassel or." Horncastle or Lars or someone so that you want to come on and mm. they would sort the fee out and then they would come on so it basically just works right. like that I think so she's obviously so out of touch that she's got nothing on that morning she's probably you know the bridge club's not fucking you know not in season or you know there's no fucking cake competition to be judging down the fucking local village hall or something and she's just doing it mm. like yeah. it's, to me it's baffling because I saw something I found really interesting which you know, is, is funny it's like all these like Brexit types mostly got like older older kind of conservative voters you know it's fine up to them um but there there i saw someone tweet saying all these older got people pensioners who are starting to um 
all these people in their sixties who were who were, who were kicking off about the fact that they didn't have central heating when they were growing up, so young people should just get on with it, are about yeah. to find out the differences between a teenager's immune system and a sixty-year-old's. <laughs> because if it happens to you, it might be very different at that age, you know. And these are and these old and by the way, these older people like you shouldn't become that type of person who is like what well, I perceive to have had it hard. So you yeah. should as well, or you should have it worse. Like sometimes you hear these kind of, and they're normally right-wing conservative type people, and and you hear them talking about how if young people just stopped eating avocados or buying expensive coffees, or you know, do, they would be able to do all the things that that person was able to do when they were young. And it's just complete fucking nonsense. Like it's bullshit. But it's, but it's, but it's just, the economy but it's just doesn't like, work for young same, people now. That's the problem. But, but it's the same kind of like, it, you know, it, 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 we talk about the, 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 the culture war being kind of um, imported wholesale from the US and, and it doesn't really fit. It's a bit of a square peg in a round hole for us, I think, sometimes. So right. that's why it's, it's dying a little bit and that's why, you know, I think the second generation of this absolute fucking disaster of a government will we'll probably find it a lot more difficult than even Boris Johnson did and so I think with um, so, so I think what well, you mean like I generating of, like an imaginary enemy and getting people help about shit that yeah really I just I just yeah. think I just think some of Liz Truss in, first, in, in, in particular who who is um, you know I've been I, I've gone on record on this fucking podcast I am fucking I cannot wait for it all to get started properly because she is a wonderful maniac like just yeah. about as bad as it's ever been i think i would um, agree with for, that for for she she's a unique maniac uh, in 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 a, in a, in a, in listen, a in front bench of unique maniacs if anyone can comment on that i think I know. you are well over your rights mate finally your tickets go, wow. have come home I, I don't i don't even say these things out loud i mean it's, it's a, and so like um and, but i find my mum and dad kind of um texting the same kind of uh, talking points that are just the, the same fucking talk, talking points that the, the Daily Mail in particular have sort of picked up and, and have kind of run with. So it's kind of, it's it's it, that generation, it's it's not about anything they've come up by themselves. It's just fucking the Daily Mail. It's yeah, just the fucking right press. It's, it's not their own. It's not, and there's not, there's not, nah. there's never been any sort of independent thought. So like, they're not coming up with this, this stuff. They're just repeating because they're tired. <laughs> Just, yeah, and I think I those kind not, of sound bites, it's, it's a replacement for charisma these days. Yeah, just they're repeating what the Daily Mail say. They're generated on purpose for people to repeat mm. them, aren't they? That's what. That's why, yeah. like, um, that's why political parties have slogans, for example, and that's why newspapers mm. do that kind of thing. But I'll tell you why this to to me why this is relevant. And I, you know, I know people don't want us to be preaching forever, and I understand that. But like, the reason this is important for all of us, and the reason this is relevant, I believe, is because you cannot keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing, particularly young people, and expect it to go on forever and be okay. And what I mean by that is, you are going to get a generation of young people now. And we know, Pete, because we work with, we, you know, we employ, we're very proud to employ and work with a lot of young people, right? relatively speaking. We, you know, we employ a good, a good you know, handful of them. And they're all amazing. And I'm a great admirer of them for, for lots of different reasons. But one of the main reasons we have to admire them, I think, is because they are entering into what is... You know, implicitly a social contract with society. Yeah, that says if they invest themselves and they work hard and they do this, these are the, these are the returns they're going to get. And for and for our generation, the returns are things like you know, you own your own house, I own my own house. Everyone older than us, generally speaking, has, has an opportunity to own their own house. It's not going to be long before the generation currently, the young generation coming out of university now, or perhaps the generation behind them, are going to look at this society and go, it's not fucking worth it. 
Mm. Why the fuck would I bother? Why am I going to bother moving to London, moving to Manchester, moving to Birmingham, moving to Glasgow, Edinburgh, and work really hard in my chosen field for a pittance, knowing I'm mm. never going to be able to own a home, I'm never realistically going to be able to support a family without government help. The social contract isn't worth it, so I don't accept it. And mm. if that happens, the whole economy will collapse. Because yeah. the most productive people in this economy are fucking hard-working young people. And of course, there's always going to be a certain section of them who are going to be okay because they've got parental income or family wealth to rely on or they go into certain trades that are still protected in terms of their salaries. Yeah. But at the moment, it's embarrassing for, for, for young people because you know we have to walk around our office and we know that they're never going to be able to afford these things, even though we pay them as much as we possibly can. So like, people have to be very, very careful endlessly slating young people as lazy and feckless and making poor decisions when the economy does not work for them. Sooner or later, they are going to say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going somewhere else. Or yeah. I'm going to embark on a completely non-traditional lifestyle because it's not worth it for me. So we have to be careful on that stuff. And, and, and people like Edwina Curry doing that stupid shit. Yes, on the, on the surface, it's just some old Tory being an idiot, right? But it actually means something more if we carry on doing this. And it's something yeah. we've got to be very careful about, I believe. Do you remember Debbie Curry's uh, single, though? Do you remember her daughter's You're uh, being career? serious, really? No. Do you remember? I don't remember it at all. Yeah, she was, uh, she was, uh, she just looked like Edwina Curry. It was in like the the 90s. Okay, I'm starting to, she, I'm starting to get a couple of bells rung. Back, yeah. Now yeah, looking yeah. at her, yeah. It's not her fault, she looks, <laughs> it's not her fault what her mum does though, is it? No, no, uh, I, I don't know, I think, I think she's, she's quite vocal in the same way she was quite vocal to me. Well, I mean, if she's got some dreadful opinions, then they are very much her own fault, but I'm just saying you can't blame the, the daughter for the perceived sins of the mother is what I'm saying. Yeah, true. True. She's got. Um, uh, look, she's, she she did her best. I don't think Edwina Curry is currently doing her best. No. Put some foil over your daughter. If put some foil behind your daughter's that. career, and you'll put find the the, rain, the, warm, uh, yeah. will, the warmth will radiate the warmth, around the music the industry. Oh yeah, yeah. All right then. We'll be back on uh, Thursday for more battery brands and uh, great stories from um, the world of uh, car. I'm, I'm trying to think what I've got for next uh, next next show. Uh, car rental, uh, not my own, um, and uh, other stuff. Battery brands, all kinds of stuff. What well, I'm actually in a bit of a car though? rental dispute and feud with a well-known car rental company at the moment. So maybe I can oh, lend a voice Bring on it that on, as well. baby. Bring it on. See you later, guys. Enjoy. Have a great week. See you Thursday. Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. 